party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week, I am joined once again by friend of the show, Taylor Labreche from Riverhouse Games, for a playthrough of his new game, With Fire, Thy Affections Hold a Wing. It is a game for two players that tells the story of the relationship between a dragon and its rider at the end of the world. It is fucking beautiful, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. But before we dive in, a special thank you to Kent Blue, our newest backer on Patreon. Kent, thank you so much. It really means a lot. If you'd like to consider backing the show on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. Patreon dollars pay for hosting fees, equipment costs, and convention appearances. And patrons get access to bonus material, mini podcasts, and interviews. You can find all of that at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. And with all that out of the way, let's throw it over to me in the past so he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am joined once again by my good friend, Taylor Labresh. Taylor, thank you so much for coming back on Party of One. Thank you so much for having me back, Jeff. I was worried that the last time that I was going to be here was going to be my last time because we played a sports game, but then you played another one, so it's like, there's hope. No, there's always there's always hope. That is one of the lessons of Party of One, is there's always a hope that I will drag you back onto the show for another appearance. So, uh, real quick, before we dive in, why don't you take a moment and talk about all the cool stuff that you're doing, because you do a lot of cool things. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, yeah, so I, since the last time that I was on, I have brought everything together that I do under one convenient web URL, which is riverhousegames.com. Uh, that is the place where you can find links to all of the games that I write, uh, We have a bunch of small games, um, under 20 pages, micro games, nano games. Um, But then I am super, super stoked to say that, um, I don't know if I talked about it when we recorded Goalposts and Gridirons, but uh, I have a game out under the Cypher System Creator License called uh, Creatures of Blood and Flesh. Uh, And that is a world, a setting for the Cypher System. Um, And I was incredibly surprised to find out that it has shot to the number one spot on day one and then promptly stayed there. Uh, So that's been really surprising. Um, That's like a science fantasy uh, sort of system where in the in the far future and and aliens are everywhere. There's big behemoths. It's basically my Mass Effect Cypher system hack. but yeah, so that that has been super cool. That's so good. That's yeah, like I, that's, <laughs> Taylor. That is that is so cool, and I'm so excited to hear that. That is utterly fantastic. Yeah. Um, in addition to writing games, I also do podcasts. So the Leviathan Files is closing up. Uh, I have the raw audio for the last ever episode, like waiting for me to edit it and send it out into the world. Um, I am doing, uh, still going strong with Game Closet, my chat show for queer and LGBT tabletop gamer um, people. Um, And then I also have uh, a third podcast that I started this year called From the Jackals to the Shepherds, which is a weekly uh, The Quiet Year podcast where I literally play The Quiet Year one week at a time over the course of a year. That's, uh, Jackals is (laughs) extremely cool. It's a cool concept. And the variety of, like, the voices that you've brought in are super cool. It's, everybody, take a moment, (laughs) pause this, go listen to all of the Jackals that's out, and then come back. It shouldn't take you that long, because they're all, like, five-minute episodes. Yeah. So you'll be back in, like, an hour or two, (laughs) you come back, and we'll dive into the game this week. Nice. Yeah, they've they've bumped up to like seven minutes, I think, because I put a little like call to action, um, which I am going to just interject here uh, and tell all of your listeners that it's super, super easy to contact your representatives in the House and the Senate. 
um, locally and nationwide. Uh, if you can, um, while you're waiting for the Jackals to finish downloading, uh, go to a website called fivecalls.org, uh, where you can find some scripts, background information, and contact info for all of your representatives. Uh, give them a quick call. Um, I'm super lucky that I live in Minnesota, where all of my representatives uh, align, for the most part, with my political beliefs. So calling them has been really easy. Um, if you experience phone anxiety, or if you live in a state uh, or district where that's not the case, uh, you can also take advantage of an app called Stance, which allows you to pre-record your message and delivers it straight to your representative's voicemail. And then um, finally, uh, check out uh, another service called ResistBot, which allows you to send text messages uh, to your representatives and the service uh, uh, translates those into emails or faxes. So um, polite and persistent um, uh, messages to our representatives can can really help us make a difference. Um, the world is kind of scary right now, as uh, as I don't know when this will go live, but um, the the horrible tax plan scam kind of just went through. So that's what I've been calling this morning um, and texting about. So um, I put a little sting at the end of of everything that I do now for for those resources. So this week we are playing a game that you have written that I am really really excited about. It is called With Fire Thy Affections Hold Wing. Uh, it is, I'm really pumped for it. So as, as it is your game, as you have written it, why don't you give us the big pitch and then we'll dive right in. Yeah, so With Fire, Thy Affections Hold a Wing is a game of dragons and their riders at the end of the world. Um, so it's it's kind of a way to play that young adult fantasy trope of, um, you know, a young person f dragon rider, um, you know, high, high soaring emotions, high soaring fantasy. Um, and... It's also uh, a story about the end of the world and the beginning of a new one. Um, as uh, the two characters, it's a two-person role-playing game, obviously, since we were playing it on this show. Um, but the two players are uh, a young dragon rider and uh, a young dragon. Um, and they are coming to terms with each other uh, at the same time as a... Uh, mirror world has appeared in the sky uh, and the two planetoids crash into each other. Excellent. This is... That's a good pitch. That's a hell of a pitch, Taylor. You gotta know that that's a real good pitch. So, uh, I am ready to go. I am extremely excited to dive in, so uh, why don't we do exactly that? Yeah, so there is a little bit of, of box text that we read at the beginning. Um, do you want me to just go ahead and give that my, my most dramatic read? Yeah, absolutely. Two worlds spin as one in the misty air of the void. Two imposing rocks alight in fog. Both worlds ripple with airy crags and the rush of wind buffets those who live on their surface. The wings of dragons fly here and those who ride them know the air well. Two worlds spin as one as dragon and rider come together, looping acrobatics through the void. Just as the inhabitants of one world are unaware of the other, so too are the initiate and the hatchling, neither connected to the other, only thinking of themselves. Two worlds spin as one, and as the colossal spheres hurtle towards each other on a cataclysmic collision course, the souls of rider and dragon move to intersect as well. At the end of the story, both will be one, or both will be none. With fire thy affections hold a wing. <laughs> uh, 
So this is a, a, a quick game for two players. So we're both going to tell the story of a young dragon and the rider coming of age. Um, we're going to be telling the story in framed scenes, and we're going to be making wagers about what the story beats are going to happen narratively in each scene. Uh, as we play scenes okay. and make wagers, we will bond with one another, uh, hopefully blending the souls of dragon and rider. Uh, the more story beats we wager and say are going to happen and include in our scenes, the more bonds we are going to produce. Uh, however, if we if we wave something and it doesn't deliver, um, we might lose bonds as the egos clash. Uh, at the end of every scene, um, the the mirror world is going to move closer to our own, and after five scenes, it's going to impact with ours, uh, and we will undergo okay. an apocalyptic test. Uh, if we're bonded well, we will survive. If we bond poorly, we will perish. So if we were if we were playing together, say at a con or at at home, uh, we would be representing these bonds by literally looping yarn or other strings around our clasped hands. So we will be um, creating a physical bond between players um, and and making that bond stronger. That's such a cool. That's such a cool tactile touch. I love the idea that you are physically representing and literally representing the bond that you're forging as you're forging as you're forging this relationship you are physically representing it that is such a just a that's real good that's real good buddy yeah and the intent there was that um when you when you hold hands with someone for the first few moments it's you'll you'll be kind of uncomfortable trying to figure out how your hands best fit together um and then as the game progresses you'll be you know caught up in the story and trying to you know focus on that rather than the uncomfortable, you know, sensation of touch to by the end of the game, when you, when you finally, um, you know, unclasp your hands, uh, you, you realize uh, the, the, the touch and the bond that, that is lost in that moment too. That's real good. <laughs> All right. Where do we begin? We begin with the prologue. Um, so the prologue is sort of a Mad Lib uh, and we will fill these out together. The rest of the scenes, we kind of um, establish our, our, our wagers and then we play them out. But the prologue has uh, a pretty, um, pretty cookie cutter mold to it. So we have to first decide who is going to be playing the rider and who is going to be playing the dragon. Um, do do you have a particular preference? Because I'm I'm good either way. Yeah, I uh, I find that. I think my role-playing style, I am much more on the imagery side of, of describing actions rather than describing dialogue. Uh, and the suggestion is that while both characters can speak uh, in the story, that whoever is more comfortable talking uh, or having a conversation should play the writer. Whoever is more physical uh, or, or acting things out should play the dragon. Uh, so my preference would be for the dragon. Actually, yeah. Hearing that description, I, I lean a lot. I lean a lot stronger towards the writer because dialogue is a lot more natural to me. So that works perfectly. So I will take the role of the writer, and you can take the role of the dragon. Awesome. Excellent. Do you have the rules out in front of you? Because I will direct you to page eight, where we have our script for the prologue. I do. I just pulled them up. I just pulled them up. I've got them in front of me. I am ready to go. Um, so uh, we will go back and forth. Uh, there are alternating prompts, and the writer goes first. So. It was a wet, frigid, rainy, miserable day when I found you, and I was lost. I was freezing on that cliff, hanging to life. We were both there at the end of our ropes. When I approached you, you snapped at me, barking, bits of electricity 
firing from your mouth. I was afraid you would pass me by, leaving me to my fate. I saw your eyes looking scared and lonely in a way. You said you would place me by your fireplace, and I knew you meant no harm. We saved each we other saved that each day, other that day and, began a bond and began a bond that would lead us to the end of the world. Nice. And, and so now we begin our first scene. Yeah, so the first scene is when we tested our boundaries. And we each have a list of five wagers of things that might happen during this scene. So I'll have you look over the list. Um, I think rules as written, it says just to look at your list, but uh, playtest feedback has been really great when people look at both lists, just because then you can help other people um, achieve boundaries uh, or achieve wagers. We still don't want to tell each other which wagers we've chosen, though. So am I picking one wager or as many as, as I want? As many as you want. I would encourage you to pick um, multiple because the wagers that we come to pass in a scene will turn into bonds. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Okay, I've got mine. I've got mine chosen. I think I've got mine chosen as well. Um, I'm wagering five. I'm wagering three. Okay. And so I think the scene picks up um, inside the rider's hut uh, as as the dragon sort of warms up by that fireplace as we pick up almost immediately after the prologue. Um, and the dragon shakes some frost off of its scales and sort of scoots and claws its way closer to the to the warm hearth. Uh, the rider already sitting close to the fire is, uh, flipping, is flipping a ruby in his hand, you know, like kind of like tossing it like a coin between his fingers and then giving it a real coin flip and catching it in midair mm. and just kind of like watching, warming himself in the fire, watching the dragon, Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Uh, you all right? You feeling better? You're good? You're not going to zap me or anything, right? Like, you're fine? You're good? You're feeling... You're warming up? When the, the dragon, hearing your voice, would, would turn away from the warmth of the, the flames and uh, seeing the, the reflection of the fire in the ruby uh, is just mesmerized and I think misses your, your words as it, it scoots a little closer to you. Uh, it's about the size of a large dog, maybe... Um, maybe a St. Bernard, I think. And um, as the, the, the avarice in its eyes sparkles seeing the ruby, um, the nails click on the wooden floor. Oh, you, 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 uh, you look at my, you look at my gym. This is a, uh, you want to hear, you want to hear why I got this? It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. At that, I think the dragon does tilt its head to like acknowledge you and just does that sort of like sideways look that, that animals do when they're interested. So I was in the city, right? And there was a merchant. There was a, there was an argument between a merchant and an old corrupt town's guard, town guard. 
Merchant was uh, didn't want to didn't want to hand off a bribe for protection. A guard was trying to trying to hustle them. I uh, I stepped in. I strategically uh, I say made off with, but I kind of uh, absconded a little bit with a loaf of bread. The guard gave chase. I of course eluded them because I'm very good and. The merchant, when I brought the when I brought the bread back, gave me the gem. Sort of a thank you for, uh, you know, I guess it was payment for protection provided instead of instead of protection threatened. It was a, it's a symbol to look out for people because we were all we've got, you know. I think the dragon kind of you you see in its eyes that it understands and it nods slightly. Um, and it gives sort of like a an approving growl. And uh, he looks at the gem for a little bit, and he looks at the dragon, and he starts kind of like tossing it, like like tossing it as though like it's a uh, tossing it as though he's play like getting ready to play fetch. You know how you do that, like you toss the ball in your hand a little bit. Mm, yeah. So he's kind of like tossing it up and down. He's like, "Hey, um, do you want it?" I figure we're friends, right? And it's a it's a friend thing. Like, you know, I do you want do you want this? You want do you want the do you want the ruby? You want the ruby right now? When you say want, it does it stretches out its front paws like a cat does, and gives a a, a louder growl. He um he starts kind of like doing uh like tricks with it. Like he'll throw it up with one hand and catch it with the other. Or he'll throw it up and catch it. He'll throw it up with a hand and catch it, like, with the hand upside down. And he starts doing a few tricks, and he's like, Alright, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna give you this. I'm gonna give you this gem right now. But first... And he looks, and the rain outside has stopped. Still cold. You can see kind of the steam, right? You see the steam of that frigid rain, but, like, the sun has started to peek through the clouds... And he throws it and he catches it. And he says, but first, we're going to play a little game. And he takes it and he kind of throws it in the air and backhands it outside the door of the hut. Excellent. Um, at the back sand, uh, backhand, um, the, the dragon bounds out of view uh, and out into the rain. And you hear... Uh, a tumbling through weeds and underbrush, um, and then a silence for a while. The ri- the rider bursts outside and just looks around because he's like, "Oh, that was probably not the best idea. Oh, this dragon's gonna eat me. It's fine. It's all good. It's fine. It's fine." He starts to look around. Uh, so as you as you look around, you see. Um, some of the, the paw prints that the dragon has left. Um, and a few of the plants have singed edges around them. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, all right. Now, uh, and he's going to lean, he kind of leans back and he puts his hands to his mouth. Now bring it back. Bring it back. Come on, buddy. Uh, a couple seconds go by and then you hear a roar from inside the woods. <laughs> and he starts to like 
hop up and down a little bit because he's like, is he going to bring it back? Oh, oh God. Oh, God. He's going to eat me. Oh, God. I'm going to get eaten. This is a bad idea. Oh, this is going to be pretty cool, though, if he brings it back. And almost playfully, the dragon scampers into view just long enough to lock eyes with you and then ducks back into the woods. He runs after and starts, uh, catches up to the dragon and puts out his hand to be like, all right, all right, all right, round two, round two. Now we're going to get a little tricky with it. And he takes the ruby and he like bounces it off of a tree and it bounce like ricochets off of a tree and a shrub and is like, dunk, 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 dunk. All right. Match it. Match it and grab it. The the dragon jumps bodily into the air and springs off of the tree, but then goes unceremoniously tumbling through the, the bush again, um, trying to match it. Uh, picks itself up, shakes itself off, um, and then disregarding the ruby, uh, does that scamper off into the woods further, and then back again, and then further and back again. Yeah. And um, he, uh, the rider follows suit, you know, and 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 he picks up the ruby, and ties a little bit of like grabs some singed reed from the bush that the dragon landed unceremoniously into, and like ties a little, like kind of like eyes it for a minute and ties a knot, uh, a length of it, and like kind of like ties the reed around the ruby as he follows the dragon deeper into the wood. Mm. And you, you come out into a small clearing and there's a tiny little waterfall and a misty hot spring in the middle of this craggy mountainside. Uh, and the dragon, um, you ever see a dog where they're like really excited about something and they do a short stamp with their front paws and a, a tiny little like bark. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, on the other side of the the waterfall, the the dragon does that short boop, and you see that there's a tiny cave uh, behind the the water. Uh, the rider rears back and throws the gem into the air to try and get it to the other side, being like, "Catch it!" and he throws it, and he jumps. And makes it about halfway and then lands just hard in the hot spring. <laughs> um, and as the rider as the rider surfaces, um, he sees the the dragon return from the other side of the cave with a different ruby in its mouth. <laughs> That's pretty good, buddy. That's pretty good. Now, um, please help me out of here. It's very hot. <laughs> And not not totally understanding everything um, that you're you're wanting, the dragon just jumps into the hot spring and splashes you all over the face. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right, buddy. All right, and he finally. Uh, I think the last thing that we see of the scene is he takes is they're splashing around, and he grabs. He looks at this larger ruby, right? And he's like, "Well, it's not. I took the reed. It's singe. It." It's fine. And he he grabs, uh, he sort of feels at the sort of down the bottom of the, the hot spring and he feels a length of, like, I guess seaweed, but not really, like, there's a plant at the bottom and he pulls it out and makes another one of these, like, necklaces and he kind of ties it 
gingerly around the neck of the dragon, and he's like, here you go, buddy. It's yours. We're friends. It's a symbol of friendship. And then with that gift, I think the dragon submerges and comes up with a wriggling fish, and then the scene changes as the writer just does the, ah, in disgust. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That was very good. That was a good scene. Nice. So, um... Of the uh, bonds that I wagered, I got two of the three that I wagered. I got three out of five. Yeah, right, so that's, that's a total good. of five bonds that we've gathered. Um, un- ungathered wagers uh, don't take out bonds. Um, the only way that we can lose okay. bonds is if we have a disagreement about what should happen in the story. Okay. So, we have... Uh, I don't... So, I got... Two and you got three, so we have five yep. bonds. Do we want to go over the bonds that we that we had? I think I can guess two of the two of yours, the story about your youth and giving the dragon a trinket or bauble. Actually, uh I did not this is actually a question for you. If if we achieved one of the things one of the things if I because I didn't actually think that we were gonna get the story about my youth, does that count towards the three that I wagered? Oh, um, if you didn't wager it, we don't capture it. Okay, yeah, then then that one actually was not one of the ones that I wagered. The three that I wagered were, I will give the tr- uh, dragon a trinket or bauble. Okay. I will steer the dragon over a dangerous okay. landmark. And I will kiss the ground after a stomach-turning stunt, which I did right. not get. Yeah, and then I, I wagered all five, but I think I got Catch a Wild Animal, um... Show the dr- yep. show the rider my horde, uh, and then yep. dump the rider unceremoniously into a body of water. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. All three of those. All right. I actually think that you. I would also say that you got. I will scare the rider with an unorthodox maneuver in that you ran off into the okay. woods. I'd buy that. And like, yeah, and that you were bouncing around and you crashed into the bush. Like it was all very. I would call that unorthodox, even if even if it was unorthodox in that it was okay. clumsy. I think that it fit, so I think I would give nice. you four. Okay, so we have a total. We're back to five bonds total. Yep. So the next scene is when we first faced danger. Oop! I and I should also say, um, what is happening with the planet? So, um. When we started, the planet was vi- barely visible in the night sky, and I don't think that we even made mention of it. Is is how uh, imperceptible that was uh, after the. F- I think it was like uh, I think it was like a star in the sky, right? Like it may have just looked like it was maybe like Jupiter yeah. or something visible in the night sky. Yep. Um, and then after the first scene uh, resolves, so now going into the next scene, the other planet has moved closer as weeks pass. Uh, it's now the source of odd talk around town. So we've been friends together for a couple weeks, Yeah, is what that establishes. So um, the next scene is when we first faced danger. Yeah, okay. Um, so we've got our five things. And of those five, I'm going to wager... I'm going to wager five. Okay. I'm going to go five for five. I said I'm going for four. There's one that I'm not choosing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, okay. And so I think a couple weeks have passed, um, and we've we've started to pal around more, um, 
And I think that you've seen sort of like an uptick uh, in your your luxury time because of uh, a steady stream of small rubies. I haven't had to run jobs in the city necessarily. And I, I haven't had to really like even really go into the city. We've kind of just been hanging around, you know, playing in the hot spring, exploring the caves. It's kind of just been relaxing. It's been a vacation, mm-hmm. really. And I think um, on uh, a lazy afternoon, as the sun sort of dapples through uh, through the mist, um, you the rider relaxes in the hot spring as the dragon sort of runs around uh, chomping at butterflies. And there's a rustling in the woods. And... Um, I I can't remember off the top of my head. Was it uh, a guard or a like a bully or a bandit that you were angry about? It was a it was a it was a corrupt yeah. town guardsman. And so I think that um, the guardsman is out um, doing some sort of patrol or exploring something. Who knows what? Um, but just because of plot reasons, stumbles into. Uh, this clearing. Oh, sure. I think uh, the rider's shoulder, the rider hears the rustling and, like, does not even blink. Is just like, you know, I could get used to this. Oh, n- leave the butterflies alone. It's it's fine. It's You're not going to catch them. They're, they're way faster than you. It's fine. Here's the rustling. Looks over and sees, sees this, this guard you know, in his sort of, like, rusted armor. He's got that, like, breastplate and, like, a, a short sword. Mm-hmm. He's got one of those, like, brigand helmets with the little thing down the nose. Yeah. And it's all kind of, like, ill-fitting a little bit because it's, like, mass-produced and they just kind of hand it to everybody so it's a little too mm-hmm. big on him. So it's supposed to go to, like, the tip of his nose, but it actually kind of goes down over his mouth a little yeah. bit. His eyes are kind of half covered in the helmet. It's not necessarily an imposing yeah. figure, which probably doesn't help his temperament. Right. And I think... And my shoulders sink, and I'm like, oh, god damn it. Well, uh, you sure seem like you're having a, a great afternoon. I was, until about 30 seconds ago. You don't seem to have anyone run around to protect you today, or any places you can squirrel or squeak off to. And I start to... I kind of look over to the dragon, like, almost imperceptibly. Oh, you look over to where the dragon was last. That's probably not great. Doesn't matter. And I kind of, like, climb out of the hot spring still dripping wet, and I start kind of, like, cracking my knuckles, and I'm like, alright, you know what? There's really, there's no sense for running here. (sighs) Put him up. Let's, let's get, let's get this over with. I can take a few licks. I've been through worse. As you, uh, we, we see this, like, interchange, and we see you talking, and, and the conversation becomes more and more heated, uh, and the camera... Um, you know, cuts to in the woods where the dragon is kind of looking, um, you know, not scared, but apprehensive about the situation, kind of ducked underneath. 
uh, some dark ferns. And I think since the the if we were watching this as a movie, it would be rated PG thirteen. And so um, the the producers have cleverly played hide the nudity uh, with some of the fern leaves. Yeah. Um, yep. And uh, I kind of, you know, I shake out my shoulders a little bit and I'm like, here, come on, I'll give you the first shot. And then as he rears back, I take the first shot right under his chin. And it's not a great punch, but I'm like, there's your first lesson. Never believe a word I say. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so you you hit the guard hard enough that this ill-fitting helmet um, rolls off and, and actually rolls into the woods here. Um, and as he straightens up and kind of does the jaw adjusting thing, uh, cracks his neck and says, all right, so that's where we're going to go and pulls a, a rusty looking, uh, standard issue knife from a belt, um, and does a quick thrust. Uh, but that, at that quick thrust, the, the dragon, um, pulls out kind of wearing the helmet awkwardly, (laughs) um, and, and bowls, bowls the guard over. Oh, okay, uh, buddy, buddy, dial it back, uh, hey, 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 buddy, and he kind of, uh, the rider looks around a little bit, takes, kind of kicks the knife towards the water, because it's kind of landed, and it's kind of skimped, like, on the ground, he kind of kicks it through the water, goes down, scoops up a, a tiny ruby, and holds it up, and says, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, Ruby, catch? You want you want catch? And the dragon growls and and looks at the ruby as the the guard is is swearing under you know very loudly um, and and wiping some blood from his mouth. Kind of, uh, he throws it up, 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 and uh, he throws it over the hot springs, right? Like, and it's a much better arc than it was the last than we He's saw it a practicing. few weeks ago. He throws it this perfect arc, and he says. It's the he goes he goes it's the classic and he throws it in a nice wide arc, and I I think um, the dragon would would jump and chase it, uh, but in watching the dragon follow the arc of the ruby, the rider has uh, not paid attention to the guard um, and takes a, a sucker punch to the gut. Oof! Spits blood all of, like like it's a hard one and there's some blood like yeah. spits right. And he's, that was a really good punch. Holy shit. Wow. You're way stronger than you look. You look like a chump. But, uh, I gotta say I'm impressed. And he kind of, like, scrambles to his feet and he's wobbling. And as he wobbles, the, the, the guard front kicks him straight into the hot springs. Ah! Splash. And he's underwater. And, like, the water starting to, like, get a little bit mm-hmm. of red from the blood. And he's starting to, th- to thrash. Oh, here we hot. go. Here we go. I've got a great image. Uh, as he's under the water and trying to swim up, uh, he sees a rain of rubies uh, start to to shower in. And he sees the shower of the dragon uh, jumping from the cave over the hot springs and into the guard again. Um, and even under... Oh. Even underwater, he hears the the incredibly ra- loud roar of the dragon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, um... He... 
Oh, yeah, this is good. He, uh, the rider starts to, like, swim up, right? Like, he's underwater, and he's at that point underwater where he's starting to lose track of, like, which way is up and down. And then everything starts to go, like, white. And he just starts to, like, float. And suddenly it's very calm. And we get that really great underwater shot where it's just, like, a close-up on his face, and he's just kind of blank-faced. A little bit of blood is dribbling out. So is he is he face up or is he face down in the water? Uh, I think he's I think he's vertical in the water, right? Like it's oh, almost like he's standing. Okay. It's it's one of those shots of where it's like it's one of those shots where you can tell like they filmed it in a pool and he's basically just standing okay. on the bottom of the pool. Um, and then uh, a slow motion hand bursts into the water and pulls him out, uh, and we see that. Um, the guard uh, has has beaten the dragon so hard uh, that the dragon can't stand up or can't get up, just lying uh, hurt in um, in a pile to the edge of the pool. Uh, and the guard pulls the rider out. Uh, and he's hey, he's, uh, <clears throat> and he sees the uh, he sees the dragon unable to stand. And he looks the rider, or he the rider looks the guard in the face, and says, <laughs> "He sees you struggling to get to your feet." And the rider just says, "Hey, buddy, <laughs> buddy, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna play a new game, okay? <laughs> it's called shock. It's called shock, real hard." And then dragon lifts up a head and snorts a couple sparks from his nostrils. And he, um, he sees that, <laughs> okay, all right, I get the game now, bam, another punch to the face, <laughs> okay, uh, and he sort of, he kind of, like, pushes the guard yeah. off, right, like, and it kind of falls backwards, mm-hmm. and he, as he falls backwards, he sees a ruby on mm. the ground, and he's laying out on the ground, right where the, right where the sand meets the water, and he grabs it, and he goes, hey, buddy, Round two, shock, eat, eat it and shock. And he throws you the ruby. Um, the dragon catches the ruby in, in its mouth, uh, and chomps down hard. And we would see like an interior mouth shot as the ruby like shatters. Um, and then the dragon, uh, is, is, I think we cut to an eye and we see the pupil dilate. Um, and then an overhead shot from underneath the water as, um, as the guard drops uh, the rider into the water and then standing on the edge of the pool's ground uh, and grounded to all of the electricity, uh, we see a bright flash of light. And I don't know exactly if this is how electricity works, but I think that as the rider is like sinking, he's not grounded and is like safe from the, the uh, electricity and the lightning. But since the guard is like standing on the shore, uh, is just kind of almost vaporized. Yeah, it's smoke. It's a- it's smoke. It's like yeah. ashen boots, right? I think the last thing that we see in the scene is it's a close up shot of just the helmet, which is now like resting on yeah. the sand. We see like the breastplate fall to the ground next to the boots. Although this is in it, but it's all kind of out of focus because we're just like focused hard mm-hmm. on that helmet. Breastplate falls to the ground. Ryder kind of climbs up. 
and just cold falls face first into the water. Oh, jeez, good. Okay, so that was scene two. And at the end of this scene, um, the other planet is uncomfortably close and takes up the majority of the sky. There is no doubt that collision is coming. Yeah. So, uh, I got... Uh, I completely forgot to say how many things I got. Uh, I got four or five. I got four of four. All right. Yeah, so so we got the 13 bonds. Hell yeah, we're doing... That's a high number, I assume we're doing well. um, Yeah, so we could talk about bond results once we get all the way done with it, but um, at the end of all five, it separates out into... um, into groups of 10. So 0 to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, 30 to 40, and then 40 plus. Got it. So, yeah, 13 is pretty good for where we are. Um, I deafened the area with a defensive roar. Uh, I became so hurt I was unable to pick myself up. Uh, I consumed something valuable with my flames, I think, in order to protect the rider. Um, Yeah. Because... I don't know For that sure. uh, the guard was something that we really liked, but I think that life is valuable. I'd make that argument. Well, and 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 I mean, there's also you 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 literally consumed. That's, the ooh, ruby. that's true. I like that better than than the the life argument. Um, and then I faced danger to my own detriment. Yeah, and I knew the danger intimately from some past event. I rushed headlong in front of my friend, even though I had no scales to protect me. Uh, I spit blood to the floor and wiped my mouth with the oh, back of good. my hand. I, I forgot that that was a uh, wager there. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And I blacked out at the worst time. I did not fall off of the dragon mid-flight, but I did black out at the worst time. Yeah. Repeatedly. It was a rough it scene. Was, it was good. Uh, thank you for sticking with me as I, as the guard literally didn't pull punches, but neither did I in narrating it. No, it's fine. I loved it. It was great. So yeah, um, the planet is now uncomfortably close, and like we haven't talked about it yet, like in scenes, but I think it's to the point where you can't, where it's like casual conversation, right? And I think that the scene, I think the scene opens with the two of us kind of like sitting on the roof yeah. of the hut, just looking at this this thing in the sky, right? Yeah, and it's... And this is the time when we shared a comforting yep. embrace. And I think that it's like that um, that science fiction trope or that fantasy trope of multiple worlds where it's just there on the horizon. Um, yep. yep. And we're we're on the top of that that hut, um, and the the sun has gone down behind us. The planet looms in front of us, and stars start to start to come out. Um, the butterflies sort of come come back. Uh, I think the rider still drips um, from from the wetness. I think that this has... Uh, it, it might be later that, that afternoon and the planet is coming down. Um, and we can see it kind of get bigger slowly. Like, as you watch the moon as it rises, it, it's not coming all at once, but it's still something that we can see with our own eyes, the, the passage. Um, mm-hmm. And... I think it's been quiet for a while. I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been. I've I've gone into the city a few times since then, mostly to like 
follow up and kind of make sure that uh no one is necessarily like looking like that there's no there's no trail yeah. basically i'm kind of just keeping an eye out making sure that we're yeah. still safe but also i'm kind of like you know picking up supplies running a, a job here or there and just kind of talking to people because there what is like mm-hmm. what is this there's this thing in this guy that no one understands and i'm kind of bringing back stories about like they say it's a planet they say it is a whole world coming towards us getting bigger by the day that's probably not yeah. great and so i i have four wagers that i am going to to act out uh i am also gonna wager four and so yeah i think we we would pick up as you um as you come back from town and and um feel free to correct me if if this isn't uh what you would see, but like, I think the, the dragon is kind of napping on the roof and the, the rider kind of sits down with maybe like a, a, yeah. a pack of meat and a sandwich or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've got a sandwich for myself and I, I climb up to the roof and it takes a little bit of effort. Cause I'm not like particularly big and I'm not, this is not normally mm-hmm. where I sit. So it takes a little bit of effort. I kind of have to haphazardly throw my bag up there. And I've got the sandwich in my hand as I'm kind of pulling myself up with the one hand. And I'm like, <sighs> you couldn't just sit on the ground, buddy. That's all right. I don't blame you. Real nice view up here of whatever this is. Um... Oh, I, uh, I, I almost forgot. I got you something. I, uh, I found something that I thought you'd think was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I open my bag up, and I've got oh, a big fish. Nice, uh, big massive. This is the, fish. the kind of the first time that you see the dragon kind of perk up since the fight, um, and its its neck rises before its head does, and it kind of pulls it up in a serpentine, um, and it lets out uh, a couple sparks from from its nostrils as it snorts. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool when you do that. I like that. That's pretty neat. And it it sniffs over at the fish and just does some. <laughs> it's all yours, buddy. I got my sandwich. You got your fish. This is it. Royal feast. <sighs> and I just kind of like put set my eyes on this planet. And just watch it. And the dragon turns and watches it too. Then after a few moments pause, it turns down and licks the fish a couple times and then picks it up by the tail and flips it into the air and catches it and kind of gulps it down like a bird. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. Dang. You got a few you got some fun tricks. You got some fun tricks. Oh, I speak. Speaking of tricks, um, and he actually pulls from his boot, or I pull from my boot. I reach, I reach into my boot and I pull out uh the knife that the guard had, and I'm like, I uh. And I, I think the dragon like tenses up a little bit and I have to put a hand up and be like, it's all right. It's all good. 
and I start, like, flipping the knife and doing, like, knife juggling tricks between my two hands, like, you know, like I was doing with Mm -hmm. the ruby earlier, and I'm just, like, doing really cool knife stunts. It's a lot of close-up shots of just the hand, because maybe the actor didn't actually know (laughs) the knife stunts. Extremely good. Yeah, um, and the the dragon, while at first sort of apprehensive and still still kind of bleeding from the wounds that the guard gave it, um, kind of watches the the knife tricks uh, after a while and can't can't hide the fact that it's that it's um, entertaining to watch. It's pretty great, right? And he like he 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 throws it into the air, and he goes to catch it, but he like kind of misses a little bit and catches the blade just as it falls and like cuts his cuts two of his fingers and he's like oh yeah. <laughs> it really hurts uh i'm still i'm still practicing it's still i'm workshopping it but it'll be pretty cool when it's done oh that really stings i think you you That's like hold lot. your hand maybe to your chest as like you do with as people do when they like cut themselves or hurt themselves and the um the dragon kind of scoots a little closer uh, and works his, its nose um, between your arm and your chest to pull the the hand out. Um, oh, it's all right, buddy. It's just a little cut. It's, it's nothing, it's nothing bad. And the dragon looks down at the, the red blood and with breath, with breath that still smells like fish sort of licks your hand. Ah, oh, stinky! Oh, you got stinky breath. That's all right. You're 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 a good dude. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, there you go. Lick, lick, lick. Oh damn! That is a that is a gnarly gnarly gash. And it kind of like reaches into the bag and pulls out some some like ointment and kind of like mm. rubs it and kind of puts a puts a compress on on the dragon's on the, on like this gnarly gash on the dragon's like the. Where the neck meets the yeah. shoulder, basically, and kind of like starts like palming that with his un with his unbloodied hand, and he's like, "Ugh, I, I guess we're both a little rough today." And you like you you finish bandaging up the dragon, and it's it sets its head down in your lap and turns to look at the huge planet in the sky. Um, I think that because of the proximity of the planet. Um, the the hot springs have started to, even though it's a small body of water, have started to feel the the tide, and so we can see the water sort mm-hmm. of start to snake out and past the hut as it um, as it leaks out of the the hot springs and towards the the gravitational pull of the planet, um, and the reflection of the two in the water um, sort of glitters and sparkles in the the night sky as the stars come out. And it's just, we get we get this long, beautiful shot of just the rider holding the dragon's head in his hands, giving him a little pet, rubbing that rubbing that wound a little bit, and just kind of looking and being like and saying, "I don't know, buddy. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it came from, and I don't know where it's going. I just don't know." But, and he smiles, and it's, like, the first time we've really seen him smile in the scene, other than, like, those initial, like, mm. la- like it's, like, definitely the warmest smile we've seen oh. in the scene. And he says, 
But I guess all we can do is have some fun in the meantime, right? And he reaches down and he picks up the knife again and he starts doing <laughs> the tricks. Being real careful not to touch the blade yeah. this time. I think when you when you pick it up, the dragon starts to whine and backs up a little bit. And then um, I think the camera would, would pan out. And if you're okay ending the scene um, with something, uh, yep. the, the writer does like a particularly uh, spectacular trick. And the, the dragon sends up a, a howl of appreciation. Yep, yep. I think that I think it's I think that we pan out like we follow that water and kind of pan yeah. away from the hut as I I'm doing the trick and the howl and there's a flash of lightning and I get I let out a howl as well and we howl in unison and and we just we we pan out and we pan up and we just linger on this massive planet on yeah. the horizon. I like that. Um at the end of this scene the planet moves closer and the tides begin to drastically change. Our community starts to panic. Mm -hmm. And if we look hard enough so we can see mirrored in the air of the second world, riders and dragons, just like ourselves. And we think, do they feel the same emotions we do? So I wagered four of that scene and I got three of them. I should have wagered five <laughs> and gotten four because I did entertain the dragon with tricks and stories, but I didn't actually end uh. up wagering that. But I did give yep. the dragon a gift. I salved yep. the dragon's wounds. And I held the dragon's head in my hands. I did not watch the mist from our breath rise into the night sky. But I probably I, could have. I would say that that kind of counts as that last scene. As as we were saying. And as the okay. camera is panning up. I think that we could see that. Yeah. Alright. I'll buy that. Nice. I, mean, I, got I also got four. So I glittered in the moonlight. Um... I nuzzled the rider with my snout, licked the rider's wounds, and also howled into the beautiful night sky. So that is another Excellent. eight. So we are up to 21. And so if we were playing at home, right. we'd have 21 loops of yarn around our, our clasped hands. So it would be, we wouldn't, obviously we don't want to tie them tight, um, but we would now have a, a decent sure. blanket of yarn uh covering our joint hands yep the uh, so uh when we soared with one set of wings yep so this is the fourth scene i am going to i'm going to wager five i'm gonna wager i'm gonna wager four okay and this is the first scene uh this is the first scene where we have some wagers that might kind of come into opposition with each other. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think it's maybe a week later. Um, the planet takes up almost the entirety of the horizon. Um, and the, the tides um, have sent sort of almost cataclysmic floods through the town. Um, and we, we might be, um, we might be kind of flying over uh, a flooded plane, sort of looking for people to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that the other thing is, uh, I think the scene opens 
Because uh, the dragon is only about the size of, like, a yeah. large dog. But I think that... And because we haven't necessarily seen uh, the rider ride it, this is the first time that we, I think... The scene starts out, like, with the dragon and rider, like, bursting onto the scene, like, yeah. in flight, right? And I think that part of the the reason for that is because, like, gravity is off Whoa. now. And so even though, like, I sh- probably shouldn't be able to, like, ride you because of, like, yeah. the size stuff, I'm still able to, like, comfortably, like, s- like you are able to basically effortlessly fly with oh, me on your Oh, I back. love that. Um, I also like the... Um... The shot, it's a pretty common shot whenever there's, like, long jumps or weird gravity stuff, but, like, a running and then a jump and then just the flailing of the arms and legs as you keep going. Um, and then mm-hmm. maybe uh, the the dragon kind of jumping up and unfurling wings that were maybe, um, maybe not useful, but vestigial up until this point where gravity is no longer a factor mm-hmm. or not as much of a factor. And just kind of spreading the, yeah. the sort of glittering rainbow scales kind of through the the sky and, and catching you on its back um, to avoid a particularly nasty surge of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what it is is oh man, that's this is a very good very good yeah. start to the scene, right? So um, there is a wave from the yeah. hot spring, right? Like the like the hot spring one day. Uh, we're kind of like cooking some stuff in front of the hut and we see a wall of, of burning hot spring water coming towards us because like it is basically pulled up the hot spring and is about to dump all of this scalding hot water on us. So we start running, we're running side by side. We start jump, like the dragon starts jumping. uh, We come to the edge of a small cliff. And the dragon jumps, and I jump onto your yeah. shoulders, right? And I'm holding onto your vestigial wings when suddenly they burst yeah. wide. We we kind of both go over this cliff, um, and and um, the the wings kind of catching out and and supporting us. And I think we're both kind of we both have the same surprised expression, uh, one on a human face and one on a, a reptilian one. Um, but then. Uh, the the dragon kind of gives them a a flap or two and realizes what's happening and just gives out this the happiest scream and shriek um, into the sky and the the camera pulls up and we see this cliff as the the hot spring water flows over it um, and the the two small figures kind of sailing and jumping and and spreading over Um, and the water comes crashing down right and it like floods and we see this beautiful shot we see just the shadow almost like one of the almost like uh like yeah we just see the shadow on the water and it's just the dragon with the rider and i start to like i kind of like i feel it and i kind of like sort of get my my feet onto your onto like the your lower mm-hmm. back kind of i kind of position my feet and i stand up a little bit and I put my hands out and I let out the exact same roar of joy as we are suddenly like perfectly. Oh, good. Incredible. Um, and as you, as you give that joy, just we're flying high above the, uh, the crags and the, the rocky forests. 
Um, and and the dragon turns to look back at, at your exaltation and uh, sees your your flowing hair in the the wind with the sparkling rubies that um, that you've adorned from the the dragon's horde and just uh, you know soars above the the flooded landscape. Um, and we we get a moment where we can be one and and have this joy that we share, uh, but we do still need to remember um, the the community down below and and the flood that heads toward yeah i think the exact thing that happens is uh we have this moment and you're looking at me and i'm looking at you and then suddenly you see my like Mm -hmm. my face changes and i'm like staring and i'm suddenly like oh god and i just point and there are people like on rooftops as like flooding hits this hits the city Mm -hmm. below and i just start like gesturing like and yeah yeah. Um the the dragon sees sees this and even though um even though you you haven't told it what to do it still knows in its heart what to what your desire is and and ducks its wings um and and pulls downward. Um it's it's not uh it's not a free fall, it's not uh, a controlled dive, but it's something in between. Um and Clumsily, uh, mm-hmm. at almost the last moment, it, it pulls its wings out and sort of parachutes in. Um, and I think we both tumble off uh, the the top of this this hut as we crash into it and and catch the ledge at the last moment and pull ourselves up on the top. Um, and there's a, a small family that's that's waiting there. And I think as it happened, like as you're 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 sort of like swoop down you're kind of tumbling kind of falling you start to catch yourself at the last minute but like i am just Mm -hmm. watching this family and i have this determined look on my face and like i feel i feel the movement and the air rushing and like i i I feel you swooping to action and i start to feel you pull up but like i'm not fully paying attention we 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 fall out of sync for a moment as you kind of like grab the family in your claw like in your in your claws and like say like kind of gently like pull them close to you so you can kind of carry them to safety i lose i lose myself for a moment and fall off and start to fall off of you okay um starting to fall off uh oh boy i don't know what to do with this but um I think the the spray of the water since gravity is is so light is sending up mists and um sort of globules and and white caps uh of the flood and the dragon i think pulls up with the family uh hugged to its chest and um if you're okay with this jeff i think would fly up and set them on a cliff and then realize that the rider's gone yeah and i think at this moment the rider is slowly is like being pulled away by a particularly nasty wave and like sees the dragon and is just kind of like gesturing out and like periodically going under and coming up and it's all through like city streets so it's like it's like half river rapids but like there's buildings on each side and i'm like holding out like no no and i'm like keeps going under and back up and then i think that the dragon saves you but also I'm trying to find a good way to say this. Um, The dragon saves you while watching the dragon save you. 
So the the dragon from mm-hmm. the mirrored world pulls down and and gets you sort of like grabs onto your arms and lifts you up and throws you up mm-hmm. to the cliff as the dragon standing on the cliffside uh, looks on in wonder. And the the rider from the other world um, kind of waving and and riding on the the other dragon as well. That's yeah. very cool. Dang. Yeah, and I think I'm pulled to safety and I'm on the cliff and I'm coughing and I'm laughing and I stand up and I look at the family and I'm barely keeping it together, right? Because I'm hacking yeah. up a lung and I'm like wiping dirt and mud from my face and I'm just... <coughs> Hi! Super nice to meet you. It looks like we're all safe. This is great. Uh, this is my friend. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, my name is uh Kazalar, and this is my friend. Um, I just realized I've never named. Um, it tilts its head silent, like kind is- of silently. Is Sparks okay? Like, is that not a cool... Is that, like... It's kind of corny, but is that, like, cool corny? It definitely shakes its head. And the other rider laughs and says, No, Sparks is fine. Trust me. And then, kind of, like, they both fly off. And then the other dragon, you can hear it laugh uh, as they disappear into the sky. (laughs) All right. So I'm Kazalar, and this is Sparks. And... I guess we're saving people now. Yeah. I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I guess we're saving people now. Um, yeah, that. I think that's a good end to that scene. Yeah, I think that's a great... That's a, I think that's... And I think that we sort of pan... We get the sweeping shot of, like, the village getting washed over with water and there are other people like in spots and so we he as he says the words i guess we're saving people now we see that there's all these people that are in need yeah. of being helped and we can get a montage of of saving people and and pulling them out of out of the the way of the flood or um yeah i think since the the since gravity is so weak and the flood is so strong it might be breaking off chunks of these um, these rocks, and I, I'm picturing sort of that, like that place in Madagascar where the the rocks are like razor sharp uh, spires that t- tower up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I'm picturing also because like gravity is doing kind yeah. of weird things. There's probably at least one shot where like a huge rock of people just starts floating into the sky, and we have yes. to like swoop by as the rock is lifting and like take them off of it. And put them back on solid ground. Like pieces of the earth are literally removing themselves. And starting to float up. And we're like pulling. Making sure people aren't pulled into the sky. Like it's a. We get to. It's a very cool montage. It's like a montage of like superheroic things. Oh good. I love that. Very good. And at the end of this scene. After we have saved the day. The planets start to fall. Mm -hmm. Um. So I wagered four, and I, or no, I wagered five, and I got five. 
Uh, and I wagered nice. four and got four. Um, I screamed joy into the sky. I spiraled downwards, pulling up at the last moment. I admired the rider's flowing hair. Um, I rode the thermals, wings still and heart flowing. And I think that I saved the day, even though it wasn't me. Yes, and I uh, stood tall on the dragon with no need to hold on at all. I admired our shadow as it looks like one beast in flight over the ground. I lost myself in the smell of the air and the feeling of the dragon's muscles. And I shared my plan with the dragon without speaking a single word. Excellent. So we got nine. We are up to 30 bonds. 30 bonds. Okay. So the last scene before the epilogue, when we faced the apocalypse. Um, and these, yeah. I'm these, very excited. I'm very excited. This is scene. the moment where gravity doesn't work. Um, mountains break off and spiral towards each other. Uh, the planets, as they come together, make a rending tear in the, in the sky. Um, and we see the end of days. So. I'm going to wager four. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to wager five. Okay. I'm also going five because uh, if we, if we get five for five, both of us, we will have the, the best result of the game. So. Okay. I'm going for all five. Um, And. The the scenes do have descriptions for them that um, that kind of give give you an extra push if you uh, if you want it. But the one for facing the apocalypse, I want to read out loud just to sort of get that on on the the record and make sure that we're both yeah. here. So the fifth scene is when we face the apocalypse. We can see the faces of the riders from another world. As gravity blends between the geologic colossi, we can meet the other riders on their world with a powerful leap. The planets move to intersect, and as the clash of rocks and rending of stones splits the air, a powerful storm burns up the atmosphere. There's no denying that this is the end of the world, of both worlds. We must save who we can, move them to the far ends of our home, we must do the impossible and find safe havens for those we love as our planets collide. If our bond is strong enough, we can push ourselves past the limit of what would be possible alone. However, if our bond splinters, falters, harbors any imperfections, the day will be lost. We live on small worlds, and with this collision, however apocalyptic as it may seem, there may be hope of a salvageable future. Riding through splintering spires, moving mountains, collapsing cliffs, and breaking bluffs, we ride on wings that grow fatigued. We must push, push, push to the end. I think the scene begins with uh, this montage yeah. of us saving people. It's us and it's it's Kalazar and Sparks and Kalazar and Sparks from the other world. It's the four of us kind of side by side. Like we get these montage of like us saving people and then like mm. dual stunts. But also we start seeing the clips of like bluffs falling in and waterfalls like mm-hmm. imploding and like as we're we're doing the, these heroic things but we're seeing earth fall to ruin yeah. around us and i'd like to start the scene as the two grounds touch so the planets have started making yeah. contact already and it lets out a shockwave that that sends even though we were doing um 
we even though we were doing all these dual stunts and and you know acrobatic maneuvers this this shockwave sends both riders flying from the backs of the dragons and sends the dragons tumbling um into into stones and i look up as there's fire and destruction and explosions and i'm just like on my back like this is it we can't stop this it's too much i can't even i try to like get up and i just my body won't let me and i'm just like this is this is the end. This is what was what was it all even for? And as you stare up um, dumbfounded into the, the sky as towering columns of smoke uh, erupt from lava vents, uh, a huge pillar of, of stone starts to come crashing towards you and it pulls the fog and the um, and the dust with it uh, as it comes down on on top of you almost Um and I think we see our sparks uh, sort of and, uh, racing and, and rushing um, to, to try and, and save you, but it doesn't look like it will get there in time. And I'm looking up and I see I see this mountain like collapsing and I see it and I I stand I I I I think about just laying here for a half a second and then I shake it off and mm. I say no. No. We save people now. And I like kip up so I like jump straight to my feet and I'm running towards you and you jump into the sky and I jump right onto your shoulders and we are just off yes, into beautiful. the sky. And as the, as the mountain um, crashes down into the earth uh, we both um, zigzag and, and race sort of kilter to kilter between uh, the the closing teeth of the jagged rock as it, it uh, connects to the earth um, and come out the other side um, with a very far shot and, and just a trail of smoke is the only thing that uh, shows our passage. Um, and we, we, we speed up into the sky. And as, as we're doing that, uh, Mirror, Kalazar, and Sparks come to the side, but just as they do, uh, a boulder kind of, like, knocks me into one of these floating Ooh. sky stones, and I'm like, I, I, like, it hits, it clips, and you go spinning out, and I hit the thing, and I look, and I see, like, more of these boulders coming, and I see fire, and I see Kalazar and Sparks, and, like, I'm like, I, we have to, we cannot... They can't, we all can't make it like this. We have, there has to be more. We have to be better. And it's at that moment that I look around and suddenly it's not just mm. the four of us. Suddenly there are, there are more of us. All of those dragons and riders that we kind of like yeah. saw, right? are flying all together and pulling people from their pulling people from homes and, and flying off into the horizon. The other side of the world must be safe. Um, and if only we can get people to there in time. Yeah. And we, we, we like, I'm just on this rock watching and I see you spiraling and I see a rock yeah. hit you. 
and you land on the sky stone and i my i'm just shaking for a moment because i'm like no no this can't be this can't be it look there's there's more of us we can we can save this we can fix this we can we can we can save the world this can't be it and as some smoke clears for for half of a moment uh the dragon um lopes to your side and and gives you a a supportive growl um we we see (laughs) yes and as you yell yeah the dragon rears up and and kicks front legs bats wings lifting itself off the ground um in the absence of gravity and 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 screams a, a joy of 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 support um and uh we i think we have a split second to share this moment of, of, of teamwork. Um, and we hear a cry for help, uh, from across the plane as you know what to do, buddy. You have always known what to do now. Now let's do it better than ever. And I hop on your back and yeah. take off burning, just tearing through lightning firing from your mouth lightning crackling around you it is this beautiful elemental moment as you take off flying mm-hmm. towards this other planet. um so we we traverse the distances between the worlds we land on our feet on the the mirror world the mirror planet and we see um pinned underneath uh, a large boulder a large spire of earth and rock uh the other sparks um broken wings and and sparking face uh hurt and pinned underneath the stone the other kalazar is is pulling at the rock unable to make it move um and we um we land and touch down and and run to their side we can we can move this Come on, and come on, all of us. We can move this. We ride as one. We have always ridden as one. We move as one now when we start mm. to move the rock. And we're seeing throughout the skies, we're seeing, you know, dragons and riders hurtle towards us. And some of them are getting, like, knocked out of the sky by boulders. And they're just getting, like, there's just explosions. And, like, some of the riders and dragons don't make it. But, like, some of them do. And together we just start lifting and we start moving, and the rock it actually starts to starts crumble to and 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 twist on the stone. Um, and right as we share our our moment of of um, achievement, we see a shadow uh, tear over us, and the the worlds start turning, and we see that the angle is growing smaller, and we are in the path of of destruction. I look around at all of us. I look at the other sparks hurt, barely able to move. And I look at the other riders. And I, 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 I slump my shoulders again and I kind of whisper, there's nothing we can do. No, no, that's not. And I look at everyone. There's nothing we can do to stop this. But what we can do, and I gesture out to 
all of the people on these stones, on these huddled rocks, we can protect them until the end. We can make sure that these people are safe, even if we, and I look at, I look at my sparks, and I look at the other sparks, and I look at the other Kalazar. Even if we are not, these people can be safe. We can we can save these people. And therefore, that is what we must do. And it is our, our sparks option. meets your eyes and nods. And as the worlds close together, lets out the brightest bolt of lightning. The, the hottest plasma as it sears through the, the rock, pinning the other, the other sparks to the ground and, and shatters the stone um, and screeches out in anger at the, the situation and, and frees the other dragon from, this, um, from the, the pinning stone. Good job, buddy. And I give you a little appreciative scratch on a little <laughs> appreciative scratch right behind the ear. Just as we start to look up and all the dragons yeah. and riders start to take off. Um, and as you, you climb on the back of of our sparks, we see the other Kalazar and the other sparks mount up and, and fly off into the distance. Um, and the worlds close. Uh, we, we squeak out, I think, at the last moment. Um, and around us, the uh, the cliffs and the, the canyons meet and and. Uh, lock together um, in this cataclysm, and as as Sparks takes to the air, sees another dragon who wasn't as quick, another rider who wasn't as nimble, uh, crushed under a, a collapsing canyon, um, and that spurs him on to to fly faster and fly harder to save the Kalazar that that he has. And I think collectively we all fly lightning and fire and ice and acid burning from the, dra- the mm-hmm. mountains of all of our dragons. We fly into the we fly into the black. We soar. We crackle. We thunder and we roar, screeching into screeching into the unknown, screeching into the end of things together. Mm, and I think that's perfect. the end of the scene. So I got at least four. I don't know if I got five. So I know for sure that I raced between the closing teeth of Jagged Rock. Um, I know for sure that I saw another yep. dragon crushed to death under a meteoric boulder. I know that I yep. was unable to save you when you asked for help at the beginning of the scene. And I know that I burned white hot when it seemed like all hope was lost. Um, the one thing that I don't know is if I took a blow that would have destroyed you, but I think you had narrated at one point um, me getting hit by a boulder instead of, you know, trying to run to you. I I don't know if mm-hmm. that counts, but yeah, I think that I think that would have okay. I, I would definitely count that. Then I got five out of five. And I believe I also got five out of five. I saw death approach for my friends. I ran to the dragon's side as the mountain falls. 
I was knocked from the dragon by a massive boulder. I stared up at the destruction, unable to move. And I tempered like hot steel when it seemed Mm. like all hope is lost. So we got 10 bonds that scene. So we have 40 bonds. The Smith's Forge holds no candle to the flame of our hearts. We both live, having saved many. Our eyes look to the misty sky and our hearts look to the future. So we each get five images to show as an epilogue. These are quick screenshots. Um, uh, If the credits are rolling, these would be still images that play uh, to sort of give the audience uh, a sort of closure at the end. So do we want to go back and forth? Is it five images? We each get five images, so we have ten images total. So we we get ten images total. And so... um, Cool. Do we want to uh, alternate and go back and forth? Yeah, one so I, I have one that I, I'd like to start out with, which is... Um, uh, go for it. A sort of on a cosmic scale, we see the two planets as they rotate together, um, and everything is still in the universe. Uh, I think the image, the, ne- the image that we see next is... Uh, Sparks and Kalazar shaking hands, or Kalazar and Kalazar shaking hands as Sparks and Sparks kind of like nuzzle each other a little bit. And it's just like Sparks, the two Sparks are kind of looming over the two Kalazars as they shake hands. Yeah. Um, Okay, another image. I, I think an image of Sparks shouldering up a huge like piece of debris and Kalazar pulling people out from underneath it. Hmm. Yeah. I think we see um, dragons flying overhead. Dragon, like the dragons overhead, we see uh, two Kalazars and several other riders like gathering mm-hmm. around people. And we see that more of these people, like, it's on a sky stone, right? So there's a rock, it's floating in the air, dragons are kind of, are floating, sort of holding place overhead, and four or five riders, the two Kalazars and a few others, are kind of huddled around, like, a small gathering of people, there's a fire burning, and it's basically, like, situating these people of, like, you're gonna be okay. Oh, good. Um, I think... The third image is Kalazar and Sparks at the edge of the hot springs. Um, and the water is the water from the waterfall is flowing upwards towards the other planet. And I think Kalazar has his legs like over dangling into the, the pit. Um, and they, they are sharing maybe a sandwich and a fish. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I think um, we get a, a a long distance shot of this like the cliff, and it's it's mm-hmm. a it's a sunset shot, and so it's like all it's orange and black, right? Like it's that kind of beautiful sunset shot where like all the color is washed out of yeah. everything except the sky, and we just see the the outline of two huts side by side sitting on this cliff 
mirror images of one another directly next door. For the fourth image, I think, we see a pile of rubies and sort of glittering, reflecting maybe a campfire at night. We see uh, a corner, the edge, maybe the nose piece of the brass helmet buried in the pile. We see sparks uh, and two other dragons. I'm thinking like uh, this beautiful, I'm thinking like uh, two dragons of different colors kind of like playing around in in this the hot spring as it the hot spring has kind of settled as as was like elevating and has sort of settled mm. as an orb there's just this giant yeah. orb of like hot water and the shot that we see is sparks and the two dra- two other dragons like playing in this orb of water as Cal- as the two calazars and two other riders sit and like sip beverages and just watch (laughs) um and then my last image is um far in the future when Kalazar is an old man with long white hair and a a beard um closing Sparks' eyes for the last time and I think um we get the last thing that we see is a a photograph or a, an etching mm-hmm. or a drawing or something of a group of riders and a group of dragons all wearing matching uh, uniforms, sort of regimented gear that is like deep green and it's perfectly fitted. And we're all kind of arm in arm and the dragons are kind of sitting very uh, regal cat pose where they're kind of like real straight up and their wings are kind of draped over them like capes. Oh, I like that. And we're all kind of hand in hand and think, think like, you know, the photos of like World War One pilots. Yeah. Of like the hand, like a uh, hand over shoulder of like them in their gear, and they're kind of like standing in front of their planes. Mm-hmm. We get a shot of that of a bunch of riders and a bunch of dragons, and like they're all kind of striking that like, yeah, this is this is important pose of like, and they're smiling and their arm, their arm and arm, looking off into the distance, and there is a light, and there's just this, there's a warmth to the photo. Of all of these people staring out to make a better tomorrow. And that's game. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> oh. That was really good. Oh my goodness. Oh man, thank you so much for playing that with me, Jeff. Dude, that was great. I loved it. Oh. Yes. Fantastic. That is extremely good. Taylor, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. This was really, really good. This was a great episode. Oh, man. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. Oh, of course. Uh, real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find your work online? Yeah, so the the short answer is everyone can find everything that I do on RiverHouseGames.com. Excellent. Um, and with that, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future, me. Thanks, past me. <laughs> thanks, past me. And thanks again to Taylor for coming onto the show. That game was 
damn, it was good. Damn, 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 it was good. Be sure to follow all of the amazing work that Taylor's doing, because I really can't overstate how good it is. Games Closet is such an important and insightful podcast that I absolutely adore, and Leviathan Files is so good, and his games are so just wonderful and heartfelt. You should just be following all of them. Go to RiverhouseGames.com and just learn about all of them, because they're all just so freaking good. You can also follow Taylor on Twitter at Leviathan Files. Also, make sure to take the time to check out FiveCalls.org and ResistBot and all the other resources Taylor mentioned for contacting your representatives and senators. It's important and its impact cannot be overstated, and I stand by everything he said and then some. Then while you're on Twitter, you can follow this show at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout-out, or a word-of-mouth recommendation. All of those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. If you'd like to hear more from me, consider checking out All My Fantasy Children, the podcast in which Aaron Catano, Saez, and I take your listener prompts and spin them into beautiful, thriving, vibrant, role-playing game children. You can find that at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show, or you just want to check in and tell me how your 2018 is going, you can do that at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. Well, that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. Never gonna die.